Hey, y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. We're back with an Overthinkers episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friends. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land since 2016, You've lent me your ears whenever you felt like tapping in with your girl over the last 470 plus episodes, whenever you felt like it. And I really appreciate that. So the reason why I call this episode an overthinkers episode is because usually my late night episodes are tailored to those who may need something to help them avoid overthinking or not overthink as much or to validate them when they tend to overthink. And I've been there. So I know (laughs) I've been there personally. So I like doing the late night episodes because Um, it's usually on topics that we tend to overthink about. So today's topic is going to be grieving through a disconnection. Some of you all may still be reeling from what happened last week, which is Valentine's Day, as well as um, the holiday that came yesterday where some folks may have been off work, may have did more, you know, celebratory stuff, more expressive stuff with respect to their new booze. And you might still be a little hurt or you might not have seen anything at all. And you still might be feeling a way about this being the first Valentine's Day or the first, you know, vacation or holiday weekend without your loved one. And I just want to tell you, it's okay to sit in that. It's okay to sit in the grief. And the reason why I say that is because the last thing we need, right, is being emotionally unavailable while entertaining people who think we're emotionally available. It's okay to admit to yourself that you're not emotionally available right now. Sometimes admittance is the hardest part because we don't want to come off like we're still hung up on somebody or that we're still stuck on somebody. It's a loss, okay? It's a separation. It deserves to be mourned and grieved the way you would mourn anything else that you've lost, that you loved. So that's okay. Um, I always tell folks, you know, if you're emotionally unavailable, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just when we don't communicate that to people, that's where we mess up. And I always say we because I'm never above what I say. So if you are emotionally unavailable right now, it is okay to admit that. It's okay to say, yo, like, you know, I'm working on myself, you know. I can, you know, hang out, things of that nature. But I'm just letting you know, I'm not in the space to give something that, you know, is emotionally. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say exhausting because that's not the right word. But it's something where, you know, it's a deep emotional investment. If you don't have it in you, you don't have it in you. And if you are mourning, like I said, it's completely fine to mourn that disconnection. It hurts sometimes when the person that we love is not able to be on the same page with us for whatever reason. Sometimes they're the problem. Sometimes you the problem. And (laughs) I saw this funny thing on TikTok today. Um, Somebody posted on their page. It was from TikTok. And they said, maybe it's not them being the problem. Maybe (laughs) you're single because God is protecting everybody from you because you're the problem. And I'm not going to lie. I cackled. I thought that was so funny. I thought that was so hilarious because it's dark humor. (laughs) And for some people, it could be true. But at the same time, regardless, though, feel free to, you know, sit in your feelings, you know, really sit in and feel them. And when you're ready to move on, move on. Now, there's a caveat to that, right? When the grief starts to affect how you're functioning in life. And how you're showing up in your relationships with other people. And I don't even mean in a romantic sense. I also mean just in general. If it's affecting how you're going to work. If it's affecting how you're hanging out with your family or your friends or what have you. If you're neglecting your hygiene even. 
um, I would get some support. And as y'all know, I'm always going to say that mental health, just like medical health or physical health, is systemic. So if you need a therapist, go ahead and tap in with a therapist. If you need a support group, tap in with a support group. If you need peer support, tap in with a peer support. If you need a spiritual advisor, pastor, whatever, get whatever resources and support you need to get through the breakup. Okay? It's okay to feel. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. It's okay to mourn. But when we start losing our ability to function, that's a, that's a sign that we need the support. We're deserving of support at that point. Okay? So don't forget that. So if you feel like crying today, this, as the homegirl who loves you and wants to see you win, go ahead and cry. It's okay to cry. Get that stuff off of your heart. Cleanse your liver so you're not storing those emotions in your liver, causing problems in the future. Go ahead and let it out. For some of you that, and, I've, and believe it or not, I've talked to some folks who would love to cry, but their bodies just don't allow them to cry. And it's for a, a couple of options that I'll just rather leave off mic. But... If you're unable to cry, it's okay. Just just sit in how you feel. If you need to write it down and burn the letter, you know, like a closure letter to whoever it is you love, go ahead and do that. If you need to journal it, go ahead and do that. If you need to play gospel music or breakup songs to kind of just sit and just kind of ride this out, do what you got to do, okay? Breakups are rough. And I don't know not one person who's happy to be dating, And what I mean by that is, I don't know not one person who is excited to have to start over with the process of what it means to get to know someone again, build trust again, end up, um, you know, sharing things with each other. And and you know what I mean? That's a lot of work. And I don't know too many people that are enthused about having to start that over again with the risk, as we all have risk in relationships, with the risk of it not working out. It can be daunting. So I'm not going to act like we're, you know, we're not going to act like it's just super duper positive. Yeah, I broke up next. For some people, it could be like that. <laughs> For me, it's kind of like that. Meaning like, you know, once I'm over it, oh, it's a, it's done. It's done. I just got to get over you. Once I get over you, it's a wrap. So for those folks that are not in that I'm over you stage, like I said, it's okay to sit and feel. Even with me getting through breakups in the past. I wasn't able to get to that point until I was honest and and really clear about my emotions. Only when I was able to be honest with myself about my emotions and how I felt and how this was affecting me was I able to really move forward. And I moved forward by focusing on myself. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it, it does work, at least for me. When I'm able to get back to my routines and or make new routines or, you know, find new things to do and like it's it's always a treat to say wow i really deserve this like i'm really into myself like this is what's up like you'll know when you're into yourself after a breakup because you'll start feeling like you're dating yourself (laughs) to a degree like it's like oh you know what i really it's one thing it's to me this is just my personal experience nurturing yourself in a relationship has a different vibe when you're nurturing yourself after the breakup it's almost like you're healing yourself to a degree. It might even be the same things that you were doing when you were in the relationship, but it's the consistency of doing so. To me, in my own experience, that makes me feel like, you know what? I'm still moving. That's what's up. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that's helped me. So if you all are looking for some kind of tip to help you with it, just focus on yourself and, and continue to nurture yourself. If you weren't getting proper sleep beforehand, how about you take a couple of hours to go to bed earlier? It doesn't always have to cost. You don't always have to take yourself shopping. I mean, you can if you got it, but 
you don't always have to take yourself shopping. You don't always have to go get your nails, your toes done or, you know, anything else that costs money, massages, whatever it's a self-care. You can actually start by eating different foods or, you know, moving. Movement is awesome. I love movement. Um, I know there's so much science out there and you can look at look it up for yourself about how the endorphins that are released during um, workouts are awesome. And that's one way to help just doing a workout routine. You don't have to be a super hardcore Tabata routine or hit routine. It could be like a 10, 15 minute thing. You know, if you want to get your 30 walk, you know, walk for 30 minutes, whatever it is, go outside, you know, take a walk. It's getting a little bit warmer in certain places in the States. So there's so many ways that we could find some sense of um, self-care without it being costly. So I just wanted to put that on you all's heart today. So with that being said, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. Don't forget to click the first link in my survey to complete my listener survey. I want to learn more about you, okay? And I will catch y'all tomorrow. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, boo friends, trust the journey, trust yourself. And whatever you do, do with love, okay? Grieving included. Love y'all. Peace.